you're having a great day today. It's Sister Sue coming to you with a little review of a book I borrowed from the library. And I'm glad I borrowed it and I didn't buy it. Uh, let's start that way. This is a very short, the Bible, a very short introduction by John Riches, published in the year 2000. It is rich in words, but not in content. Um, a lot of it seems to me to be irrelevant, and the things that I would expect to be covered, I could not see that they were touched on at all. The print is way too small. The font appears to be about mm, 9 at the most, and in some places it could be a 7. Huge white spaces at the beginning of each chapter and at the end of chapters as well. Uh, I do not know why they would leave such huge gaps and make it such tiny font. If you want tiny font, is what you've got. Like, the end of one chapter here, we have almost a whole page of white space. Um, he's right off on a wild tangent all over the place here. He's got a... A picture of Desmond Tutu in here. He that's in the section where he's talking about people misusing the Bible, um, for different means. He has a little bit in here biblical retellings the Bible in music. Um, nothing I really saw very contemporary. Um, under that section, he's got a little um, section there talking about common expressions in English which derive from literal translations of Hebrew Hebrew idioms into English in the authorized version, which is kind of interesting. Talks about the Oberammergau play in there. Now, it does mention The Handmaid's Tale in here somewhere. Um... So, biblical images in art... And those are quite old images in art. That I saying I'd like I would have expected it being published in two thousand to have something a little different than that. Biblical symbolism, the Bible and metaphor and concept. Um his beginning the first chapter I would totally get rid of. The Bible and the modern world classic or sacred text. Um a second chapter, I would begin with that, how the Bible was written. Now, let me just give you an example of the verbosity in here that really I don't think needs to be in here for it to be clear. Uh, this is from chapter 2, how the Bible was written. This is an impossibly optimistic title for a short chapter in a very short introduction. We're talking about the title of your chapter. Why? Really, um, this is not a book I would want to buy. So if it's required reading for one of your courses, you're going to have to arm yourself really well with a magnifying glass uh, or a microscope. Um, it's kind of interesting here. He does have approximate dates of New Testament books and contemporary writers. And... Um, It would have been nice to have seen a uh, similar treatment of the um, Hebrew writings. 
as well. Um, there, there's uh, commentaries on some of the stories described in the Bible, which I find a lot. It is not only the books of the Old Testament which have their origins in a variety of oral and literary traditions. The same is true of the Gospels. The Gospels represent foretellings of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection with interesting differences of perspective and detail, though also with considerable agreement. In the case of the first three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the agreements are remarkable. It is not just that they agree about the order of many events and in much of the details of what occurred. It is even more that they agree in the case of individual sections and the overall literary structure of the narrative and in sentence structure, choice of words, and grammatical forms. These linguistic agreements are so striking that they almost force one to the conclusion that there is a literary dependence of one on the other. That is to say, someone has been copying someone else. And so it talks about a few of the, uh, of the controversies of the, of the writings. A living oral and tradition, literary tradition and the author says, I have tried in this chapter to give some impression of the way in which biblical books were composed. In particular, I have been keen to stress their genesis in a period which saw the rise of literature, but which was nevertheless still in many ways an oral culture. This marks the Bible as a collection of texts which has deep roots in the oral traditions of Jews and Christians. These texts were only gradually written down, and this process itself would have been staged. The books we now have have been based on or in fact incorporate other literary collections and documents. The oral traditions once written down can influence the creation of further literary works or the editing of new oral traditions which have been recorded. And he goes on from there. So it talks a little bit about the Dead Sea Scrolls in here. Uh, rogue editions of the Bible. The Christian New Testament. Uh, talks about the Council of Trent. Uh, the Christian Old Testament. Interestingly called the Christian Old Testament. Um... Well, the Septuagint started life as a translation for Jews living in the diaspora. It was subsequently taken up by the Christian community and became the medium through which the Old Testament, as it is now referred to, was known in the church. This meant that the Christian Bible from the start included more books than the equivalent Hebrew collections. The language of the Septuagint influenced many of the writers of the New Testament. It was not until St. Jerome translated the Christian Bible into Latin in the late 4th, 4th or early 5th century that the standing of the Septuagint was questioned. When Jerome started work, 
there were already Latin translations of many of the books of the Bible. Jerome was concerned to get it back to the original form of the Hebrew text, where that was available. He used an early form of the text of our print, present Hebrew Bible and went to considerable lengths to learn Hebrew. This introduced a strong element of stability into the text of the Christian Old Testament in its official Latin form known as the Vulgate. So, reading, um, as far as, you know, the for reading as... Ease of reading is not great. Very verbose. I think somebody's been in their ivory tower a little too long. And it's time that they got out of there and uh, conversed with uh, normal people for a while. In Christian representation, the Isaac story is not always directly related to Christ's death. Rembrandt, in this etching, was has the angel not merely calling out to Abraham, but actively restraining him by putting his arms around him. The story has become a depiction of divine protection, symbolized by... Now, he is making a commentary on a piece of artwork. He is not commenting on the Bible itself. There's a lot more to be said about the Bible itself than other pieces of artwork, how people use the Bible... I really was not impressed. Um, there may be people who really like this book a lot, but really I'm grateful it's not one that I bought. So, uh, back to the library this goes. It does have... Uh, um, there are a number of books in the very short introduction series. Um... It's, uh, this is Oxford University Press. It's got an index of biblical references on the back. It has further reading, an annotated uh, bibliography for each chapter. For example, uh, chapter 6. An excellent guide to the use of the Bible in the colonial period is provided by Michael Pryor. O.M. The Bible and Colonialism, a Moral Critique. Um, in, and in parentheses, Sheffield Academic Press, 1997. I have quoted from the following works, edited, cited by Prior Pablo Richard, 1492, The Violence of God and the Future of Christianity. In Leonardo Boff and Virgil Elizondo, editors... Uh, 1492 to 1992 The Voice of the Victims Concilium um, The Voice of Those Who Speak Up for the Victims Concilium 1990 SCM Press and, uh, So it goes on like that So there are some references in the back um, Frankly, when I was teaching my grade twos they did a better job on writing their bibliographies. Titles were under need to be underlined. Um, I I don't know. It just I'm really surprised this is put out by Oxford Press. There's a quote in here from uh, Desmond Tutu Christian aid on a Christian aid poster. 
I am puzzled about which Bible people are reading when they suggest religion and politics don't mix. Desmond Tutu, Christian Aid Poster. So, I'm really, as I said before, I'm glad I borrowed it and I didn't buy it. You can try it, and if you if you like it, I'd like you to explain to me why people should buy this book. Take a look. Go to your library. Borrow some books. You can even borrow them online these days. But uh, before you shell your money out, check them out and uh, just uh, take a look through, and then you decide whether you want to spend your hard-earned cash on something that... Frankly, I wouldn't want it taking up space on my shelf. God bless and have a great day. Remember to pray because things do change that way.